solutions that work best for you. Ask about our exclusive fixed price agreement, one annual fee, unlimited phone calls and meetings. Parker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue, Sheridan. Once again, the Wild Theater brings Western movies back to the big screen. Western movies complete with free popcorn at 2 p.m. Sunday. Featuring a hand-picked classic Western presented by a celebrity host. Sunday, January 22nd, Longmire's Craig Johnson presents One-Eyed Jack, starring and directed by Marlon Brando. After pulling a bank heist in Mexico, the outlaw Rio and his partner, Dad Longworth, make a run for it. But Dad has bigger plans, and he betrays Rio and absconds with the loot, and Brando ends up in a Mexican prison. Till he escapes, that is. Brando brings method moodiness to the standard Western in One-Eyed Jacks this Sunday at the Wyatt Theater at 2 p.m. Sponsored by Jeff Ware and Carmel Timmons, Jim and Angie Navarro, Neil Ranch, Letterbuck Car Wash, Christine Gemp Love Foundation, True Built Builders, Mickey and Kathy McNichol, Vacutech, Gene and Vicki Sterling, and John and Helen Isley Family Foundation. This Sunday, 2 p.m. at the Wyatt Theater. Legacy Diamond and Gems is so thankful for your patronage in 2022, making it their most successful year ever. Striving for excellence at Legacy Diamond and Gems is always their top priority, and they are taking important steps this year to improve their overall efficiency and preparing for their complete store remodel. They are improving their service with new store hours, 9.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., Tuesday through Friday, and 9.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturday. Close Sundays and Mondays, Legacy Diamond and Gems, 11 North Main Street in downtown Sheridan. At Stiefel, we specialize in helping investors like you build and preserve your wealth, and when the time comes, pass it along to future generations. If you have questions regarding your important financial goals, planning for retirement, giving to your favorite charity, or leaving a legacy for your heirs, contact me, Patrick Johnson, at Stiefel Investments in Sheridan, 672-3434. Stiefel Investments, member SIPC and NYSE. You deserve to hear better and live well. Hi, this is Elizabeth. And JT Kraft from Evia Hearing and Sound. With recent developments in over-the-counter hearing aids, we want to make sure you are cared for and have the information you deserve. FDA-approved OTCs are designed for adults with mild to moderate hearing loss. But how do you know if you fall into this range? We understand and can accommodate your desire to purchase a simple solution, but want you to know how important provider care is for your outcome. Where will you go if something fails? Can you adjust your devices if your hearing loss changes? We have amplified hearing protection and basic OTC devices starting at $399. But we also fit prescriptive hearing aids tailored to your loss, which may ultimately serve you best. And that is our goal. Funding and financing options are available. Visit us at 1273 Coffin Avenue, online at ebahearing.com, check our ad in the Country Bounty, or call 674-8920. That's 674-8920. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, the roads are slick out there this morning. Please take a little bit more time to reach your destination The road from Buffalo over to Sheridan was open about two hours ago when I set out, but uh, the speed was moved down to 65, and to be honest, in some sections, that's just too fast. So please, be careful. 
be patient and give yourself some more time as you get out there this morning because the city roads are just as slick. And this morning I am joined by the manager of the Help at Home program at the Hub on Smith, Beth Lay. Leahy. Leahy, okay. And Janet Corp, home health and respite aid. Good morning, Beth and Janet. Good, Good morning. morning. Now, uh, how have things been down at the Hub, Beth? Everything going along pretty well? Yeah, everything's going great. We're still serving meals Monday through Friday. I'm still out there helping people in their homes. So it's been going well. Now, I know you're probably kind of stuck in your office managing and running this program, which is probably one of the busiest that the Hub has, I would imagine, with aides coming and going and, and people constantly, okay, now you need to make sure that you get to Mrs. Smith's house and we got to get over to Johnny B over here. But have you started to see more people come and go at the Hub over the course of the last year? Um, since we reopened after COVID, it took a while to pick up numbers. But yeah, there's been tons of people coming in recently. Um, we've had packed, packed a packed house. That's great. So, and that's something. And I know uh, longtime listeners will know. I ask the hub this question every time you're on, because COVID is still out there. It is still a, a reality that we have to deal with, and luckily. Not as much as some areas, but I kind of gauge where we're at with how busy the hub truly is, because you're probably one of the the first places that would have to really slow down services or, uh, you know, God forbid, ever actually halt services again because of who your clients are mm-hmm. uh, a little bit more vulnerable than the rest of us. And I got covid uh, what a month, month and a half ago. And I almost made it three years without getting it. I started to think I was someone special, and uh, the universe taught me otherwise. <laughs> you know? It was rough, though. It was rough. Now, go ahead and explain to those who may not know just exactly what is the Help at Home program. So Help at Home is a licensed home health agency. We provide in-home care um, for folks that are in need in the community. So we have... Um, Home health aides, nurses, homemakers, and a respite aide that go out into folks' home and help them in the least restrictive environment with things such as homemaking, so cleaning services, light housekeeping, just to help maintain a safe environment. Um, We help them with things like personal care, which includes things like showers or um, medication reminders, um, things like that. Everything's overseen by our nursing staff. So we do have three nurses that come out and are out in the home every other month with these folks, checking in on them, making sure they're still doing well in their home. Um, and yeah, our goal is to help people stay safe for as long as possible and age in place in their home. Now, see, that's one of the things <clears throat> I've, I've spoken with a lot of people uh, in regard to when it comes to Say, like senior facilities. And I want to emphasize that there's absolutely nothing wrong with senior facilities and there's a time for senior facilities. But essentially, the home or the help at home program is helping those individuals remain independent for as long as possible. You're preventing people from having to go to a senior facility by making up the differences that age has kind of stolen from them. Uh, I saw a quote on your website when I was doing my research that a woman said, you know, they help me with household things. Without that, 
I could not remain independent. And that may seem so simple to somebody younger. Uh, you know, I help with the dishes. Boy, wouldn't we all love that? Well, imagine not having the energy or you, you've slowed down a little bit. So you literally can't get to it today and then you can't get to it tomorrow and then it becomes a problem. That's what the help at home program really does, isn't it? Yeah. You guys step up and help those people remain independent. And for that, I think it's just absolutely admirable. Um, when those nurses join them, what'd you say? Once a month, every other month? Every other month. The every nurses other month. are out checking in on our folks. So when they check on them, do they do like a full head to toe check, um, checking your blood pressure or anything like that? What happens? Um, not generally, unless they, they feel it's necessary. We do start with a nursing assessment. So those are those type of blood pressure checks, check in on their health conditions. Check we know in what their, we're dealing with yeah. when we go in. So, but if they're, if the aides are, aides are always trained, we have weekly meetings in which we do in services to teach them to look for signs and symptoms of problems that occur as you age or as you have a disability. Um, if your disability is increasing, the things that you need to look out for. Um, so if the aides aren't alerting the nurse to anything specific, it's just a general check-in, see how we're doing, see if there's something that they need more help with. Um, it's times when we check in to see how they're eating, if we're going to need to add shopping to their new things that they need to do because they're not able to get out on the, the Goose Creek Transit bus anymore. Um, so it's just that type of check-in, just, just to check on their condition. Now. Jenny, you've been doing this for 17 years. Yes. I mean, that's that's an amazing sprawl of time to be helping people stay in their homes. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I, it, what a great service, right? In that amount of time, <clears throat> how much has just, and, and I'm not saying this to, to dog anybody down, but pride, because we all have personal pride. and And I know I would have issues with having to surrender to the idea of going into a facility or maybe in some cases even just ask for help. Uh, have there been situations where you've walked in maybe to a client that you've had for a while and you're starting to see a little bit more garbage, a little bit more that you guys had to do, but then kind of take action on your own and go oh, back? Yeah. yeah. Well, we report anything that we find also to the nurse. And then, you know, like if we are seeing like maybe more garbage or, you know, maybe they do not have a homemaker. I'm in there just for a shower and they don't have a homemaker. Then we would let the nurse know, hey, you know, I'm seeing there's more dishes. There's maybe more stuff on the floor. And then the nurse can go in, do an assessment on whether or not they need assistance with homemaking. Yeah. Or could add more time to the aid to do more help with that person. Because these independent-minded people want to remain that way. Oh, definitely. I want to be independent. I, I don't want to have to say that I have to have somebody clean up my dishes. Uh, you know, but once, usually, and I would imagine this to be true, once help arrives and once things start getting taken care of, do you see the sweat go off the brow a little bit? Oh, thank God. Okay. I should have asked for this months ago. Uh, have you seen that situation? Oh, definitely. Yeah. And we also, too, as we go in, all of us build a great rapport with our clients. And, I mean, there are people that if one of us goes on vacation, and they will hold their services because they only want us. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I mean, they're... 
you know, the the people really, really enjoy us coming in and helping them because they know that when we come in that we're going to do everything that we can to ensure their safety and also put a smile on their face. And you, in, in, a, in a way, it's I'm not going to go as far as to say family. Maybe some people that you've, you know, worked for for years would consider you family. But... I don't think a lot of people, especially the younger folks, understand that sometimes this is the only person-to-person contact someone might be having. That's very true. That you are literally the only person mm-hmm. I see in the course of a week or a day. And and you've seen those types of situations. Oh, yes. And that's why we keep, you know, we are very observant to what's going on in the home and re- can report any changes to the nurses. And then the nurses can relay that to any family members, you know, so that they would know, yeah. you know, that, hey, you know, your mom or your dad or, you know, they're having a situation happening. Yeah. So. Janet, 17 years. What is the longest you worked with one client in that time? Am I Do you, to say? You can say that you've had the one client the whole time. I've had a client almost 16 years. Wow. Wow. And how strong is that relationship over those years? Very strong. Yeah. 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 You sit down. Now, when you're there, you're there to, because uh, yours is kind of more on the personal care side, right. right? You're there to actually make sure, are they staying clean? Right. Uh, and if not, I need to get them clean. Maybe I just brush his hair today. Whatever it takes. That develops a relationship on such a personal level. Well, and sometimes you start with somebody that, like, doesn't want to remove their clothing. Yeah. You know, because they're shy about getting in the shower with somebody. Sure. And you do have to build that, hey, how about if I just put some lotion on your feet or brush your hair? You know, uh, how about, you know, should we change clothes? How about if I help you change clothes? Yeah. Then that way it builds that rapport where they get more comfortable with you. And then after two or three visits, it's like, hey, let's go take a shower. Yeah. And then they're like, you know what? It's just Janet. Yeah. I don't have nothing to worry about. (laughs) Right. I could really see that, especially in the older generation who are a lot more modest uh, than than some individuals nowadays. You know, uh, <laughs> I think about like uh, Jimmy Stewart, you know, that that type of personality where he, he wouldn't he didn't even like wandering around with uh, like a tank top on, you know, very modest. So I could only imagine how difficult that could be for you in some situations. But that's over the course of your working there. You have kind of developed a system to gain that trust and to let them know I'm not a threat, you know, and and. Believe me, I've probably seen it before. Right? <laughs> well, that's what, especially with men, you know. It's, yeah, you, know, you have nothing I have not seen about <laughs> a thousand times. So. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, uh, when it comes to to home care, Beth, how do I get this service? If if I'm sitting out there and I'm like, you know what, this this sounds great. This sounds great for mom. Yeah, what? we um, you can come talk to us at the hub, or you can call. Um, we have an intake specialist, Jessica who can help you guide you through all of the services at the hub and specifically our home health. Um, and it, yeah, that's what the starting point. Uh, we take a variety of ser- uh, ways to pay for the service. So we do take uh, the VA. So if you're a veteran, um, you can get connected through your provider up at the VA. Um, we also take community choices waiver, which is Medicaid. 
Um, and then we have private pay um, that we take as well, so full price. Um, and then we also have a state grant called Wyoming Home Services Grant um, that you can see if you're eligible for, and that would uh, uh, put it at a sliding scale fee for the price. Now, Beth, <clears throat> once again, I don't want to dog on any senior facilities because, like I said, they have a place, they have a purpose, and, and they do it very well. But this home, uh, this help at home, this is much cheaper than moving mom or dad into a full facility, isn't it? Yeah, it's substantially cheaper yeah. to, to age in place. So they, they get independence. They can have somebody come in and help them out do, uh, you know, the day-to-day, fold my laundry, things that maybe my arthritis doesn't allow me to do anymore, or, and... I can also get personal care. If I can't wash myself or anything like that, you can help me do that. Is all of that done at the evaluation? Because maybe, and the only reason I pose that question is what if I go in there to get just, uh, mom just needs help doing dishes. But maybe I don't realize, well, maybe mom needs some more help that I don't see. Uh, Is all of this kind of done together? So we have care coordinators on staff as well as the nurses, and their job is to really look at the care plan that the nurses present and and explain that to the family on how we could help support. A lot of times we start with homemaking because it gets our foot in the door. Um, It's a, a less intrusive way for us to build the relationship with the loved one. Um, it, it gets them comfortable with having people come in the home. Um, and then we can build up to more services. We also provide respite care. That's what Janet is um, the respite aid for. That's the big portion of what she does um, to help relieve people that are caregiving for like their spouse or they've brought their their parent into the home and they want to be able to go shopping without having to take them with them or manage a wheelchair while shopping. Um, she'll go in and sit with the family member while they're able to even go to lunch with their friends um, just to get that break. So we homemaking is that basic service that we start with and then we move up and the nurses, since they're in there every other month, they really can bring back that information to the to the family and the care coordinators to let them know if we might be looking at needing more services, if showers might be something that we should move forward with, um, if uh, somebody seems like they're getting caregiver burnout and we might want to start talking about getting a respite aid in there. So so they all we all work as a team with the family members and we communicate with everybody involved in the care. And that's amazing. You know, when you go down for this uh, help at home program, I think on the surface, you just kind of see, well, they're going to come into the house and they're going to help you out, mom. But really, it's an entire team that evaluates and looks at the situation, even to the point where you could look at me and say, you know, Floyd, your mom's fine. How about you go see a movie today? Yeah. How about you take care of yourself? Uh, because it's just like that plane situation, isn't it? Well, and then that's where I come in. Well, you're at the movie. I'm playing games with your mom. There you go. And she's having a great time. <laughs> yeah, she's having a blast. Because she's probably sick of me, too. All right. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we're going to continue with the Hub on Smith Help at Home program. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Share it.
First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Food Group is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Dolly Bellis with Buffalo Realty has just the property you've been looking for. Let's talk about 23 Black Mountain Drive in Dayton. This is a very spacious five-bedroom, three-bathroom home with an office-slash-bonus room featuring a new stove, dishwasher, and microwave. Not only that, but we're talking new landscaping and fencing as well. Throw in an attached two-car garage and mountain views that'll steal this deal for you. Call Buffalo Realty and ask for Dolly Bellis. About 23 Black Mountain Drive in Dayton. Wrap Plumbing and Heating has been serving Sheridan since 2010. With all these years of experience, you can rely on them to handle all of your plumbing and heating needs. From new construction to remodels, repairs of existing systems to retrofitting, Wrap Plumbing and Heating can do it all. They are professional, clean, and courteous. Call 429-1196 for all your plumbing or heating needs. As we like to say, if you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. The rookie sophomore? What is that? I'm picking my own name next year. Hi guys, it's Dave McAllister with First Northern Bank and Sheridan Honda and Power Sports Pro Football Pick'em. It's a tough crowd. Just listen. All right, let's look at games this week. Chargers travel to Jacksonville. This is probably the most interesting game of the week, I would would say. Uh, But I'm going to go Jacksonville. That's a long road trip for the Chargers. In a plane? I mean, that's a long road trip. Still, I mean, it is about four hours. Something you gotta, you gotta think about, especially if it's charter. You gotta take cover. Something you gotta think about. They're Mm -hmm. not on a yellow bus on the back road. Hey, yeah, they didn't have to. They're not riding a zinger all the way down. Here's the thing: the the FAA, they just close all flights for today. Who knows what's gonna happen? They're open now. Two days. Oh, they're open now. Okay, never mind. Charter flights. God forbid they charter Southwest or something, and then they lose all their luggage, and then it's a disaster. Listen to us live every Wednesday at 7.40 a.m. on KROE 103.9, and play for a chance to win a $100 prize every week. Go to Pro Football Pick'em on the contest page on SheridanMedia.com. 2023 is off to an unbelievable start with 16 new Chevy Silverados on the way. The Hammer Chevrolet, Dick Hammer. Bob, we're excited to let everyone know that we have 16 new Chevy Silverado half-tons on the way. These 2.7-liter turbos come with 310 horsepower, 430 30 pound-feet max torque with max trailing of up to 9,500 pounds. Plus, you can get up to 430 EPA miles on a full tank of gas. Come in and take your pick. 16 new Silverados on the way to Hammer Chevrolet. 107 East Downs are online at hammerchevy.com. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by your friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning, I am speaking with the manager of the Help at Home program at the Hub on Smith, Beth Leahy, and Janet Corp. She's the home and health, home health and respite aide, and she's been doing this job for 17 years. She must like it. I'm starting to think you like this job, <laughs> Janet. Now, when it comes to uh, this program, and, and I don't want to put you on the spot, Beth, and and maybe Janet can even answer this a little bit better. Do you happen to know when the Help at Home program was initially developed by the Hub? Late 80s, early 90s? Yeah, I think it was early 90s. I know when they first started, 
we were not doing personal cares. Yeah. They were doing a lot of a lot of respite. Um, I was told that there were people that actually went and spent the night. Oh wow! At people's houses, you know, because you know, during the day they would have somebody, but at night, and then they decided to hire a nurse so that they could get into more of the personal care and expand the program. And once they hired a nurse, then they were able to hire the home health aides who work under a nurse's instruction. So everything was very organic in the development of this. It wasn't like a massive plan shot right out the barrel. Yeah, it initially started as a social program. So it initially started with a social model to help people stay in their home longer just to keep them company. And then it just it grew from there. And now it's to a licensed home health agency. So now, uh, Beth, you haven't been in this position really long. No. Um, but what do you see in the future of it? Uh, do you see? Have Have you sat down and explored ideas where, hey, maybe we can go in this direction or that direction? Um, we're sticking with the the way that it is. The licensed home health. I think we can grow more with um, community connection. Um, we're really working towards getting great relationships with other home health agencies oh, yeah. in the in the community and then making sure that we're growing our connections with the nursing homes in the community and the hospital. And I think there's a lot of potential there to just make it a smoother transition between care for those that we serve. Um, the people that we serve are just going to increase because we have an aging um, we community. really do. Yep, we really um, do. So it's definitely going to grow, and I think that you're going to see a lot of people going in and out of rehab, in and out of the hospital. And it'd be really ideal to make that transition very smooth for everybody involved. Um, so that's the biggest growth potential I see. And I think that's fantastic. I mean, you're not seeing these these other organizations and facilities as competition. This is a big partnership. Let's yep. all come together. Let's all take care of Sheridan seniors together. And if we got a transition, well, by working together, we can make this smooth, going from the house to a care facility because now I'm past that point. Or now I just need someone with me all the time. Um, Janet, in, in the years that you've been working down there, you've seen those transitions. Uh, how difficult can they be? Uh, well, usually many of the transitions happen because the person had a fall. Yeah. And maybe they broke a hip or maybe they have multiple falls and their family is concerned that, you know, because we can't be there all the time. And so they feel that they would be safer in yeah. a facility where somebody would, they would have 24-hour care. So. Yeah. And that's what happened to my grandmother. Uh, she was living independently alone. My aunt would go over and take care of her every day. You know, little things, nothing big. Grandma was pretty independent. Mm-hmm. And then she fell. Mm-hmm. And boy, it the game changed. Uh, she broke her hip. And after that, she never left my aunt's house. Yep. Uh, so I can I could definitely see and that and see we also too watch for those safety factors in people's homes, like you know if they have a rug, you know like a throw rug or something, yeah. you know maybe you should move that. That's a safety issue. Yeah, yeah. Keeping an eye out for that. Let's keep yes. you independent. Let's keep you from having to go to a facility. Yes. Because you know osteoporosis and other things happen, and and the bones just aren't as hard as they used to be. Well, and your ability to even get out of a chair changes 
It used to be you could just stand up, and then sometimes it used to be that you just needed to hold your hand onto the the arm of the chair, and then it slowly develops into it's a really big process to get out of a chair. You have to scoot a certain way, and then you have to have your walker there at the same time as you have your bar to help you up. And so it it becomes different, yeah. and, and it's a complicated different that you don't think about because you're used to being able to just stand up. Just jump right out of that chair. You yeah. know, uh, that's already started to change for me. I grunt a lot louder than I used to, <laughs> Janet. Well, you can also, we could, you know, uh, as we were watching this person get in and out of their chair, you know, maybe recommend a lift chair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can make those recommendations. Yeah. I see them struggling mm-hmm. here or there. Yeah. Right. And, and have- I believe it would be safer for that person to have a lift chair so that they wouldn't mm-hmm. struggle so much. And the hub offers a loan closet that has a lot of these assistive devices. I love in that it. program. And so our aides are very familiar with everything in the loan closet. When they have cancellations for appointments, they go and they help our loan closet um, person to just work with the equipment. So they're very familiar with the types of things that we have available in the community to offer to folks um, to talk to their doctor about a lift chair, to talk to them about possibly a walker and seeing if that's something that would work for them well. Yeah, I've only got a couple minutes left, but Beth, what got you into this line of work? Why? Why the hub? I think that it's a beautiful mission. Um, I think it's a fantastic program. Uh, we offer so much for the community. We have home delivered meals. We have the the congregate meals. We have loan closet. We have family caregiver. Um, we even do the bus. So I think that it's just a beautiful mission, and I wanted to be a part of that mission. Janet, 17 years, my friend. Why did you get into this line of work? I love helping people, and especially the seniors. I just got a soft spot in my heart for our seniors. That's amazing. So, and my, they've benefited from it ever since. Oh, so. I learned so much. I just always asking questions, and they love to share their stories, and I love to listen. <laughs> Ladies, I want to thank you so much for coming in and speaking with me today. Uh, real quick, Beth, uh, could you give me contact information? So if I wanted to get this program going for my parents... What do I do? Um, you can come on down to the hub. If you want to come have a meal with us or grab something from the grab and go, you can talk to our intake specialist in person, or you can give us a call at 307-674-2240. Um, and that's just the scene, the hub's main number. Um, and they can get you started with everything. Janet, Beth, thank you both for coming in. Thank you. Thank you. Be safe out there. All right. When we come back, we're going to speak with the Downtown Sheridan Association. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE. 103.9 FM. Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Food Group is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. 
Are you ready for the spring semester to begin? Drop by Sheridan College's main campus or the Bomber Mountain Civic Center in Buffalo for Walk-In Wednesday on January 18th from 3 to 7 p.m. No appointment necessary. Meet with admissions, financial aid, and academic counselors to plan the next steps of your education. Individual appointments are also available. Visit Sheridan.edu for more information. Register now. Spring classes begin January 23rd. Sheridan College, begin your journey. Champion Funeral Home is dedicated to providing compassionate and personalized service to your families. They provide support, personable care, and affordable prices to Sheridan and Johnson County and surrounding areas. Champion Funeral Home has been family-owned and operated since 1911. They will comfort you in your time of need and provide your family with a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Contact Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6369. Face it, you don't want to do your own plumbing and heating work or repair. You need a professional, and that is exactly what you will get if you work with Wrap Plumbing and Heating. Being fully licensed, bonded, and insured, you can rest assured that they will take care of your repairs and maintenance in the very best way possible. Call Wrap Plumbing and Heating at 429-1196 and rest easy knowing it'll be done right. This is Dan Rapp with Wrap Plumbing and Heating. And as we like to say, if you find a leak, let me take a peek. I'm here with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. You know how I've been talking about how we service all makes and models, right? Yeah. Well, we had such a great response from our customers that we've added a diesel mechanic to our team that specializes in domestic cars and trucks. Really? A Honda dealer servicing domestic vehicles? That's right, Tommy. I know it sounds crazy, but give us a chance. And to show our excitement, we're offering $20 off all oil changes in the month of January. For all your service and repair needs, visit Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Our paint department is stocked up and ready to go. Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. We're excited to help you with your next painting project. We have added the PPG line of paints along with our True Value paint line. This allows you so many new and exciting options for your next project. Whether you need help with customized color matching or choosing the right product, we're here to help. Great paint, great store. The Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by your friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. The mission of the Downtown Sheridan Association is to preserve, enhance, and promote historic downtown Sheridan to ensure future prosperity. And joining me for the second part of our show this morning, the DSA Executive Director, Zoila Perry, and the new Marketing and Events Director, Brooke Welch. Good morning, ladies, and welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Now, Zoila, last time you and I talked, you were carrying this on your own. You yes. were alone up there. Yes, I was. Now you have staff. I do. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited that Brooke is on board and um, we'll be here. She's not going anywhere that I know of anyways. <laughs> um, you know of. <laughs> um, no, we're very excited that she's on board and helping us um, get through this crazy year that we're going to be having. Brooke, what brought you to the DSA? Uh, my family and I had been talking about moving back to the area. So I'm from here. I'm from um, the Tongue River Valley. So we were talking about moving back. And uh, uh, I just, 
I don't know. I saw an ad for <laughs> the marketing and events director, and I've always had a passion for like historic preservation and small town and small business is like my big focus, mm-hmm. small business. So I applied and she hired me. <laughs> <laughs> and next thing you knew, you next, got a phone and call. And here we are. <laughs> and here a we month are. later. <laughs> so uh, uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself, Brooke. What got you into sure. marketing in the first place? Uh, it's <clears throat> something that, uh, you know, in my family, it's a big deal. Sure. My daughter's in college for it now. Sure. Uh, she's uh, really looking forward to getting to work here uh, this summer. So cool. what what was it that sparked the interest in you? Do you remember? I do. Um, I started working at a sign shop in Bozeman, and I was a designer. I was just doing work for people who needed signs and, like, little pieces of marketing. And then I realized as <clears throat> I kind of got further into that job that people need way more help than just, like, a sign design. They need, like, somebody to advocate for their business and really work on like promoting what they have a hard time talking about. And so then I realized that a lot of people who own small businesses don't have that marketing mindset. Mm-hmm. So I started at a photo store called F11 Photographic Supplies in downtown Bozeman. I was there for just shy of 12 years, and I really got to delve into pretty much every aspect of marketing. And I just took it and ran. I did writing and all the radio, newspaper, uh, social media. I was kind of in, in social media, like even before it started. So yeah. I kind of like forefront that. And yeah, it just took off for me. Well, that's fantastic. So I love small business. When it comes to like a, a public relations training, mm-hmm. uh, was that a section in your education where you were like, you know what, I want to do something like that? Um, It really came naturally to me because I kept having, I would have clients at F11 who I would work closely with on doing stuff for the lab um, for, for them. And then people would start asking me what I did on the side, like for social media or if I could help them design things or put together content for their website. And I was like, oh, my God, there's a big gap here. Yeah. And so that's when I really took off with now when you're that talking aspect. A, when you're talking about design and we're talking mm-hmm. about like logos, little mm-hmm. uh, iconic characters mm-hmm. to represent my company. That yep, kind of, like full branding. So you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's an artistic training that yes. goes with all of this, too, yes. isn't yep. there? Full graphic design. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. So you could sit down and literally make somebody a a card, a sign, uh, yeah. a brand new iconic swoop. Yes. Yeah. Business start to start to finish from scratch. Yes. <laughs> when you got to the DSA. Yeah. What was priority number one um, for you? Since I came in. Right before this big reconstruction project, um, it was giving a voice to small business during this whole process. So that's been the biggest focus for me and giving a voice to DSA and talking more about what we stand for and what we offer the members of our community. Because this project, Zoila, this is a big one. Yes, it is. Uh, (laughs) And and it's really going to affect, I mean, essentially Mm -hmm. your whole world. Absolutely. Downtown. This is what you do. This is your area. Mm-hmm. So uh, tell me what the role of the DSA is going to take uh, and, and how you're going to get that done. Yes. Yeah, so we are um, going to be the lead organization on the, you know, for the businesses to advocate. We're providing 
opportunities for them to come and voice their concerns. Um, if they can't get a hold of anyone at City Hall or um, at WIDA, you know, we will be having weekly meetings once the project takes place. But we're, we are the ones that are here, you know, if they need additional resources for marketing, okay, for the uh, online, um, how to set up their online um, sales, you know, that is something that Brooke and I can definitely set set up for them, mm-hmm. um, whether um, we show them physically how to do that or we provide some resources for them. That's amazing. So while this whole thing's going on, mm-hmm. they tear my sidewalk up. Although, and I'm not trying to make them sound like the bad guys here because this needs to be done, mm-hmm. bottom yeah, line. Yeah. Yep. The thing of it is, is all of us have just got to remain afloat while it's getting done. Yes. But if yes. I feel that, okay, I'm drowning, mm-hmm. I, I need to go see Zoila. Yeah, that's absolutely. what I do. Yes. yes, yes. And it is understanding that they're not tearing the sidewalks. It is only the only actual, the street. Only Perfect. Yes. Okay. Yep. Which is um, which is I mean, overall, it's better than tearing down the sidewalk. However, you know, there's that reality versus perception of, um, oh, we have construction. We'll still get foot traffic. Reality is who wants to go shop by a store that they're having construction. And if. Um, here in Sheridan, if you don't have a parking spot in front of that store, what are your chances of you stopping by that store? you got to walk the whole dang yeah. block. Yeah. You do. <laughs> you know, it, for people, it doesn't seem like it's such a big deal when they go to Walmart and park as far away as they can and then walk all the way across right. to the milk aisle. Right. You know, it's not a big deal. But if they have to do that on Main Street, it is a big deal. Wow, isn't that strange uh-huh. how the psychology of that plays Absolutely. in? Absolutely. So for me personally, when I see you can't find a parking spot on Main Street, that's a parking problem that I love only because I know there's people out there shopping, supporting those businesses. Yeah. And reality is, oh, man, I don't want to I can't park downtown. I guess I better go somewhere else. Well, around here, where the heck are you even going to go? I know. So it's. Yeah. uh, so it's going to be very vital for our community to um, still support our businesses downtown. You know, if. They're not supporting them. They may not be there next year. And there might be a jackhammer or something else going on outside. Mm-hmm. And I do realize, because I have found myself actually doing this, I don't mind kind of window shopping as a way to relax. It, yes. And that might sound crazy to some, but it is kind of a relaxing experience, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to small town businesses. Yes. You get to see the artisans around here and the things that they, you know, have developed and make and and produce for everyone. You get to see all kinds of different things. Uh, I mean, there's shops downtown that are very specialized, Uh, you know, going in. We have a place that we go to to buy incense. We have a place that we go to to look at coats. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know these shops. Absolutely. And it is a relaxing experience. But if there is construction and, and what I saw was the big, I think it's called like 16th Street or something, 16th Avenue in Denver. It it was this huge street, bunch of shops. And I can remember going there uh, on a break, on leave. Mm -hmm. My wife and I had crepes. It was amazing. Place was busy, little tiny small businesses everywhere. I went down there this last summer. It was heartbreaking. They've got construction going on. There's nobody down there. It almost looked like the stores had just closed their doors. Mm-hmm. And so I can understand, or at least I can empathize with these small business owners who are saying, look, you're telling me that it's not a big deal, but it could be, mm-hmm. you know, and I need to worry about that because it's only my livelihood at mm-hmm. risk here. 
So I can come to you guys if I start to feel that I'm becoming too overwhelmed or I'm just not getting enough people. What are some of the strategies that you've discussed to kind of help me? Uh, to th- What is my life preserver that you're going to toss me? Uh, I guess that's me, huh? Uh, <laughs> I am happy to sit down with anybody who wants to talk to me about a social media and marketing plan. Um, we are working on budgeting for a ton of marketing to be available for downtown businesses. That's through us. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much available if anybody needs me. And that's members and non-members. Okay. Like, we cater to the, you know, entire downtown. So please reach out. Like, I mean, I'm here. I'm an incredible asset. Don't be, don't be too proud. Not even a little bit. Yeah. Let's, nope. you know, cause this is one of those things. That's why you're here. Yes. Right. Like yeah. yes. take advantage of it. Absolutely. It's right down the road. Yeah. Now uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about uh, some meeting or a meeting that is going to be coming up. If you do have reservations about this, if the, if you've got concerns that you want to voice, here's your opportunity. Uh, the DSA is going to play a big role in this upcoming downtown Sheridan Main Street resurfacing and utility upgrade project. Wow, that's a mouthful, yes, isn't it? it? Is. That is yeah. a mouthful. <laughs> uh, but uh, there is going to be a meeting about this. When will this take place? Yes, the meeting is tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock at the Sheridan Wild Theater in the Black Box. Okay. Uh, for those of you who don't know the Black Box, it's an extra theater. I can't remember how to get there. Is it a bit in the back? It's just, yeah, when you walk to the front, the, um, it's where they normally have their little um, bar area. Um, it's towards that section. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Are you going to have some people out there? Yeah, to we'll have some people. Me? Yes, we'll have um, <laughs> some people welcoming. Um, but then, you know, the Chamber of Commerce will also be part of this. They will be in attendance. Um, the city of Sheridan will be there. And then also YDOT. That is, way we yep. can ha- get some additional, um, hopefully a quick update from them. But then also really focus on other opportunities that um, DSA or other community members may be able to provide. Zoila, do I have to be a DSA member or a chamber no, member? you don't. Um, this is um, one thing about um, DSA is that um, whether you're a member or not member, we are here to service our downtown area. Mm-hmm. So um, we will do that. Um, anyone is welcome to come to that. Even if you're just um, a regular shopper downtown and you want to know more about it, you're more than welcome to attend the meeting. And, you know, the more we all brainstorm, the more answers we may have. Um, I, I can't tell you I have all the answers because I don't. But I think if we come in collaboratively, I can't even talk today. <laughs> You're doing great. Um, that we can come up with more answers yes. and more solutions um, to help everybody in our downtown. Yep. The more questions, the more answers we're going to get, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so if you've got one, it comes to your mind, either record it on your phone, write it down, make yep. a note. Uh, every good journalist, is they're always cooking up questions mm-hmm. because... Yep. That's the best way to get yes. an answer. Yeah. Uh, and there's no such thing as a stupid question, folks. Get down there. You want information on this. Here's your chance. Uh, and it sounds like it's going to be a very well-attended meeting. you got everybody there who needs yeah. to be there. Yes. Yep. Now, I spoke with the mayor the other day. He talked about how they're going to be changing or adding on some uh, tags to mm-hmm. the water line so that some of our uh buildings down there can expand and maybe put in like a fire suppression system. Mm -hmm. This is great news. Mm -hmm. Uh, If we could get people living in those upper levels uh, and literally have kind of that image of, 
you know, I'm going to be out on the veranda or, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm going to go out there and yeah. I'm going to watch the parade from yes. my little, you know, from my windows. Yes. I think that'd be fantastic. So are you excited about this opportunity for some of these businesses? Absolutely. Um, especially uh, on the historic preservation side. You know, I think it's very important for building owners to invest in that. Um, in case there is a fire, we're able to save that. That's able to save yes. the building. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm really hoping that more building owners do take advantage of that. I don't know how many at this point have or will. Um, but then it will also create a little bit of chaos, too, because if they're doing that, then the sidewalk does have to be closed. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, so it's just a little bit of that timing. But um, if we know that, then we can help get that message out. Like, OK, say this week, um, this you, there's no front access to this store, but you can access it through the alley because um, majority of the stores do have um, alley entry. Like a back way. Yeah, yeah. A back, back entryway. But I do have a few that do not have that option at all so, so it's just coordinating with them on that okay yes. and that would be just exciting as heck and yes. and and you know here i am you know being the surface level guy going wow that'd be beautiful to see mm-hmm. you know people hanging up flowers and curtains and yes. those big windows up there um, but i love how you were like hey historical preservation some of these buildings oh, yeah. are really mm-hmm. old and that's yeah. what gives Sheridan yes. that really charming hometown yes. feel. I would hate to lose oh, any of those things. Absolutely. I mean, we are literally losing a part of ourselves if one yes. of those were to start on fire. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's something else that uh, I agree with you, Zoila, that maybe business owners should really keep in mind. You know, maybe this is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. I should jump on, reinvest into my my building on this one all right i only have uh probably about a minute and a half left but we do have other things coming up outside of this big meeting uh go ahead and tell me about ladies night out uh and once again it's got to be rather fast i got two minutes left you got it so during the holidays we don't take care of ourselves we take care of everybody else so why not celebrate and have a ladies night in february when stores are a little slower people are needing a little reboot let's do that so ladies are asked to come down february 9th um, we've got stores participating. There's going to be specials and drinks, and downtown is full of fun. Oh, fantastic. So there we so go. <laughs> it's not one location. This is happening no. th- yeah. yes. throughout our main street. Yeah. Yes. It's kind of like men's night, but it's yeah. mostly for ladies. Yeah. And um, this year's theme is shopping with my Nomi. Um, you know, so yeah. come on down, shop with yeah. your Nomi. We'll have some little hidden gnomes around some stores. <laughs> oh, that's and, fun. Um, yeah. We'll see what happens yeah. with that. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. A, a, you know, a group of girls get together. Just go yes. have a great time. Yes. Uh, you know, maybe even if you, you don't need to purchase anything, maybe you just want to do some window shopping. Yes. Mm-hmm. Grab a couple drinks, head downtown, yeah. and mm-hmm. just have fun. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a pretty good time. Yeah. All right. Now, one more thing. The third Thursday Street Festival. When are we going to see that next? Um, we'll come back and talk about it, hopefully, in either in March or April. We are still working out details, um, especially because of our Main Street Reconstruction Project. We're going to have That's to move it, it's gonna um, change hopefully, it, a couple of blocks down <laughs> yeah. and yeah. kind of get all that lined out before we make final details um, on that. All right. Uh, I want to thank you, ladies, for coming in this morning. Uh, please be careful when you head out there. It's slick out there. Yes, it is. <laughs> all right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan.
First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Share to Media. As part of their community commitment, the Food Group is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Have you heard? Sheridan's own Vacutech is growing and they're now hiring part-time weekend workers. Open positions include general labor, machine operators, traders, and more. Vacutech is offering weekend premium pay and a $2,000 sign-on bonus. This is the perfect opportunity to make extra money or even a great living while working weekends and enjoying the week off. For more information and to apply, visit Vacutech's Open Opportunities page on their website at vacutechllc.com. On Saturday, January 28th, join the Wild Theater for a special musical collaboration unlike anything else. American music masters Sam Bush, Mike Marshall, and Edgar Meyer get together with George Meyer on the Wild Stage. The amazing blend of bluegrass and mandolin sounds with classical violin will make an evening of acoustic music that's in a class of its own. Don't miss this incredible concert with Bush, Marshall, Meyer, and Meyer. One night only, Saturday, January 28th, 7 p.m. at the Wild Theater. Get your tickets today at the Wild Theater box office or online at wildtheater.com. Was one of your New Year's resolutions taking better care of your car? It all starts with maintenance, and Midas Tire and Auto's here to help you start off the new year right. Midas has money-saving offers on what it takes to keep your vehicle running smoothly, from oil changes to changing fluids. Make your car last longer by following the maintenance schedule in your owner's manual, and save money at the same time by scheduling an appointment today with Midas Tire and Auto on East Brundage Lane in Sheridan. The Carpet Design Warehouse Clearance Sale is on for this week only. Hurry in now. Get 30% off rolls of carpeting, 50% off remnants, 30% off hard surface flooring. They need to make room for new flooring that's coming in at the end of the month. So all this flooring has got to go by the end of this week. Carpet Design's huge warehouse clearance sale on now. 643 Riverside, 672-5136. Carpet Design. 103.9 FM is News Talk 930. KROE, Sheridan. KROE.